Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Coming to you live from my living room or my office. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me. It is Tuesday, March 31st. I'm going to be stuck in my house for another month. And I'm in the bunker for whoever knows how long. Yeah. I don't think I've seen daylight for one month. I was thinking about it earlier today. What happens if the uh, the internet or the television or like, say the power went out for like three days? Uh, or like we just, everyone being home overwhelmed our power or internet grids, whatever you want to call them. And we weren't able to have TV and, and internet. You'd be seeing absolutely mind-boggling things like me playing instruments or board games to try to keep myself entertained people would start raiding houses everyone else yeah i think everyone else would treat like the zombie apocalypse (laughs) we just we're just sitting in our basement recording another podcast yeah (laughs) we don't know if you're ever going to hear this (laughs) there are people banging on the outside there's actually Um, people with a gun right outside our door yeah. right now. <laughs> it's all right, though. Um, so hopefully you are healthy and uh, you're listening to this podcast uh, about fantasy football. Uh, we got a lot to get to in this episode. Um, we're going to give you some news from around the league. Um, but in this episode, we're going to continue our ranking series uh, with running backs. So we're, we're jumping right in. My favorite position in fantasy football, probably the most... The one I do most accurate with predicting suck at wide receivers. I'll tell you that much. Um, but anyway, so uh, we'll do our running back rankings one through 12 Thursday. We'll do uh, 13 through 24. Um, so we have a lot of players to get through before we jump into the news. Check out our website at the Follow us on Twitter at the FF champs on Instagram at the fantasy champions. You can like us at facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions. Subscribe wherever you listen and uh, leave a review. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends too. I'm sure you can uh, text them and say, Hey, this podcast I was listening to. I don't want you to win the fantasy league, but it's pretty good. It gave some pretty good advice. Yeah. Decent. Um, so let's jump into the news. Uh, Mr. Devin Funches f- found a new team. He signed with the Green Did. Bay Packers. Oh boy, man, that's going to be a huge difference maker. I had the wrong team in here. I'm glad I caught that because I would have said Carolina Panthers. But I'm anyway, like, uh, what is this? His third team? Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> Unless I'm missing in three years. Uh, so th- this doesn't really have a massive fantasy impact other than if the people, the MVS, uh, the MVS or who the heck is the other guy? I don't <laughs> no. even know. All the year. truthers of the three wide receivers behind Devonte Adams are all crushed. Um, do you think this, this might actually be a good landing spot for Funches considering that there's literally no one as the number two wide receiver? For him, maybe. Um, but I really don't like think it's going to, he's going to have a huge impact on that team. Yeah. This is like the first time he's had like a very good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is at true. least passing wise. Cause a lot of people will be like, Cam Newton. I'll be like, all right, relax. Um, the Jets signed. Uh, hey, this is for you, Rick, for you and your Sam Darnold love. The uh, Jets signed Brashad Perryman one year, $8 million. There you go. There you- <laughs> he's a solid third wide receiver. He had some, he had some great games. He did when uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans weren't in um, last year, but 
It's such a terrible signing for the Jets. I mean, you had all these options at wide receiver and you get Brashad Perryman and you lose yeah. Robbie Anderson. Good luck, New York Jets. They, <laughs> their offseason is legitimate. That is their offseason, pretty much. They went from having no wide receivers and their star wide receiver being Robbie Anderson to having no yeah. wide receivers and their star wide receiver being Brashad Perryman. <laughs> uh, so I'm not really like. I do like Brashad Perryman. He did have that what sure, was it, I mean, the thirty-five I, fantasy point game. I do too. I, I think he's a decent wide receiver, but he's like he's a good third. Like I said, he's a good third receiver. I think. Would I you put know. him in the same like I I like Robbie Anderson, but would you put him in the same conversation? Yeah, as a Robbie Anderson. Be, yeah. Like is he a similar type player in that offense? I think he's the same conversation. He'll probably fill the same mm. role and be fine. Okay, but I don't, I don't think he's an upgrade, and that's what they needed an upgrade. Right. Um, the Jaguars signed. I actually love this signing. I love it. I don't know what it is, but uh, the Jaguars signed Tyler Eifert. Oh, yeah. To a two year contract. I go Jaguars getting uh, Mr. Minshew a tight end. Who was their tight end last year? Oh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. But uh, somebody. do you think uh, so Tyler Eifert was uh, fantasy relevant for a short amount of time there? Uh, well, he was. It, it, was, a short, it was like three or four seasons. Um, not a bad tight end. He just needs. No. Uh, I'm not Andrew sure. That, I don't. I'm not sure the Jaguars are going to be a team. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. The Jaguars are very much a pass first football team. Um, they love to throw the football all over the field. A lot of people will be like, oh, I gave the ball a lot to Leonard Fournette on the ground. No, they're, they're, they're a team that loves to throw the football. Um, so I think that would implicate good things for Tyler Eifert. He's not a great blocker, but he can catch the ball. So um, it adds another piece to their offense. And hopefully, you know, if, if Minshew is actually good at football, uh, I think Tyler Eifert could actually be a decent ag- addition for the for the Jags and kind of a little bit of a sleeper going into next year because no one's going to want him. They're going to be like, this guy blows. Yeah. No, I, I think he could be a nice addition as well. Gives him another red zone threat. I mean, he's got a couple targets now. I mean, yeah. they don't have anyone spectacular. Chark, Eifert, Fournette. Yeah. Um, D.D. Westbrook's still there, right? Yeah, Westbrook. So, I mean, uh, would you draft Tyler Eifert in a late, late no. rounder? Okay. All right. No, probably not. Um, Ed Werner reports the Cowboys have resumed contract negotiations with Dak Prescott. <clears throat> Good luck. Yeah, really. Uh, this goes to my point that I said last week, and we will talk about Melvin Gordon this week. But James Palmer of NFL Network reports that the belief is that Melvin Gordon will be Denver's bell cow. Now, what the frick did I tell y'all last week? (laughs) I hope this report is right, because if it is, that's going to be big things for Gordon. And uh, he would move much higher up my list than where he is now. Right. Uh, But did you also see the quote that Philip Lindsay had? What's that? About the Melvin Gordon signing. I, I wish I had it on me, but. He essentially said, like, I'm not going to give up the job that easy. Or, like, I'm not going to just let someone come in here and yeah. take the Philip job. Yeah, good luck, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> so, well, I mean... Melvin Gordon's been an absolute freaking star in this league for three years, and, and Philip Lindsay barely won the job over Royce Freeman. Still, <laughs> but, like, on, the man. fact that he said that, that that's going to... Yeah. There's going to be legitimate competition, so... I actually... And I, I don't... I don't know. 
I think considering it's hard for me to see some of the running back situations opening up in this league, I actually think so. They might run with Philip Lindsay as a. I think they're going to run with him as a third down back this year, which does limit a little bit Melvin Gordon's. Like in 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 L.A., like you had, I guess it's similar to the Austin Eckler situation. I mean, they're not going to throw the ball as much to Philip Lindsay. He's not a great pass catching back, but I think when you look at when you look at how Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon were utilized, did Melvin Gordon, when he came back, even after Austin Eckler was going off, even when more Melvin Gordon came back, he was still an RB one. Yeah. So well, but yeah. if, if they continued to utilize Philip Lindsay in, in a, in a similar role than to what Eckler was last year, I'm not concerned about Melvin Gordon being an RB one. What I'm con- what I think what people should be more concerned about with Melvin Gordon is that he's in the Denver Broncos offense that has an extremely young quarterback. Their offensive line is, is mediocre at best. And, you know, I just, I don't see them as a high flying, high powered offense that's going to get this guy into the end zone a lot. Right. No. Yeah. So that would be more of my concern with Melvin Gordon than, you know, looking at him and seeing a, a guy who's going to lose his job to Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I mean, and I get that. Um, People love Lindsay though. I'll tell you that much. When he loses the job to Melvin Gordon, there's going to be some mad truthers. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I agree. I just, the back of my mind is still going to be like, I know they say they're going to use Melvin Gordon like that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know if, if, Lindsay's still on that team. I think they will use Lindsay. Yep. Um, a decent amount. I don't know how much it's going to be, but it still concerns me. I think there's a chance that he could possibly be traded. Um, not Melvin Gordon, not Philip Lindsay, but we'll see what happens. He's cause he's, he's a, he's a very small contract. And I think, uh, I think there are teams in the league like the Rams or, uh, or I'll say the Steelers too, uh, considering our next news that, uh, would take a, a a small contract for a season and utilize him. Yeah. Because um, you know next year he's going to want to get big money. Like I could see Kansas City maybe jumping on that. That's It's cheap money. So it's like you give him like a third, fourth, fourth round pick for Philip Lindsay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you really want him. I don't know. It just running backs are not that popular. So I, I think people uh, hype up Philip Lindsay a little bit too much considering what he actually is. Um, the athletics. I think you don't like, Phillip I don't Lindsay. like, Phillip Lindsay. <laughs> I like him as a person. I don't like, <laughs> like him as a football player. Um, Ed Bouchette uh, fully expects the Steelers to draft a running back with James Connor headed into his contract year. They also said that uh, Juju Smith Schuster is expected to walk at the end of 2020 oh. as well. Cause his contract is up, I believe. So it looks like the Steelers are going uh, all in this year and then uh, all out next year. <laughs> uh, we'll have to see what happens with that. But uh, with them expected to draft a running back, do you think they're really concerned about James Conner's ability to stay healthy? Yeah, big time. I mean, I, th- I think if, if, if they weren't, they wouldn't be drafting a running back. But that is a good hurt. location for a running back, I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, he, and he has he's been hurt the last two straight years. Yeah, so I, it doesn't surprise me, and it, it doesn't surprise me that they might have that all in attitude as well because they're going to run with Roethlisberger this year. And yeah, be like this might be it. So, and in the final piece of news, um, the NFL—not that it has anything to do with uh, fantasy football—but the NFL has expanded their playoff setup to. Um, 
2021. I believe oh, okay. that's the first season that'll be in, enacted. So they so approved this, it. It won't be. Will not be this year. I thought when they approved it, it would be this year, but they said no. Got so it. they're doing it in 2021. The earliest that an expanded NFL like season games wide uh, games wise, 17 games would be 2021 as well, but they haven't voted on that yet. Um, the CBA just approved the full capability to change the rule to that. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, we're following along as we go, but more NFL playoff teams is what we're getting. Should be interesting. Which I'm a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. Good news. Um, so let's move into our running back rankings. Part one. Going to try to keep this condensed. Some minimized content here. Okay. <laughs> try our best. Um, so we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to go through the consensus top 12 and tell you where we rank them. Um, and then on, on Thursday show, if there's anybody that we leave out, we'll just talk about them in particular, but we'll start with the consensus number one and where we have him on each of our rankings. Um, that is Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey yep. was a boss last year. Absolutely. In insane. Short order. Uh, he I, honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing in my rankings of him, but he was insane last year. Like he won people games. Uh, he was one of the most owned players on the championship roster. Yep. I know there was a team in our league who did not have a good roster. Beat me in the playoffs. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey led the charge for his team. He shouldn't have made the playoffs, but because McCaffrey kept on getting 30 point games, he just kept on winning. So yeah, it's just absurd. What Christian McCaffrey did last year, the amount of opportunities he got, um, it was crazy, but here's my concern. So I have him ranked too. And here's okay. my, here's, here's the reason why this new head coach, Matt rule has utilized multiple running backs in the past. And I'm not putting a huge, huge variable on this particular thing, but I think it's enough to move him down a little bit. I don't think he, here's why I moved him down one is because I don't think he's going to finish as the, as the RB one in all of fantasy this year. Again, I don't think he's going to repeat that performance. Yeah, Can I mean, he? Yes. But um, I think Matt rule, he likes to use multiple running backs. I think you're going to see them go out and get another running back, add that to their roster, whether it's in free agency or I don't know if they already did, but whether it's in free agency or through the draft, because there's a lot of running backs in this class, just to put somebody behind McCaffrey so they don't have to throw it to him 150 times and run it with them yeah, 300. I mean, uh, for me, like, I think that would be smart if they did add a running back as well. And I get your point with Matt, with uh, what's his name, Matt Lef- Matt. Rule. I want to say Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that's Rule. not right. <laughs> Matt Rule. Um, Matt Rule for the new head coach, uh, typically using more than one running back, and I think it would be smart for them to do that. Yeah. But until they do that, I mean, McCaffrey last year was absolutely insane. Right. Right. It was beyond insane. And I know the year before that as well, he was a league winner, and you were you were down on him last year, and you're down on him this year. Not really down. Like I said, he's number two on my ranking. Yeah, no, no, no. And I get why. I mean, it's valid. And it's also hard yeah. for a player to finish number one back-to-back years. Right. Any position. Right. And, uh, you know, we don't need to spend hours on Christian McCaffrey, but um, you have him one, right? Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I just, I think, I think for me, like, I think he had like 
close to 450 touches, something like that, which is insane. Yeah. And I wish I could put that in perspective, but I don't want to quote stats that I don't have, but I think that's a good, like 75 over the second place guy. (laughs) So, um, I, he just touched the ball so much. I don't think they're going to let him touch the ball that much. And the, the big thing is, is he's still a top three running back. You can still draft him with confidence. Like there is no part, unless he gets hurt, there is no part of me that believes that Christian McCaffrey is not going to finish in the top three. Like he will finish in the top three, but I've drafted guys. What did I have the number two overall pick last year? And I drafted Ezekiel Elliott cause I was in love with him and he ended up in the top four. It's like sometimes yeah. sometimes you just have seasons where that doesn't where the number two, number just one so performance. Good. Right. Which he what did he he finished as number five, number four, yeah. Yeah. Which is good, but it's like it's not what I anticipated getting from him at number two. So for me, I can't put Christian McCaffrey one. I'm following the trend of, you know, I'd rather be safe than sorry on on like say I have the first overall pick in the draft. And then I go after Christian McCaffrey, right? You, f- boom, right off the board one, which is what's going to happen in probably 98% of leagues. McCaffrey yeah. will go one. I'm uh, in your league, unless you're, uh, you have some stupid idiots who draft Tom Brady one. Um, you will, you will see Tom, you will see uh, Christian McCaffrey drafted number one in your league um, right off that draft board and redraft leagues. But for me, I, I will probably uh, not be doing that just for the sake of, I'm not going to go on like, like when you're doing rankings, I was sitting there thinking about it and I'm, I'm not rambling. Am I? Um, yeah, you can keep going. Finish your point. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it while I was doing my rankings and I was like, why does everyone just base their rankings off last year's numbers? Of course. Yes. You need to take them into account and what the snap totals were and all that stuff. Like you have to take all that into yeah. account the following year, but to just like on our, sh- on our show previously, we put Lamar Jackson one, we're probably, you know, I was very tempted to put Christian McCaffrey one on the running backs list. And is there any doubt next week that we're not going to put Michael no, Thomas? Michael, Michael Thomas will be one. Yeah, right. So it's like, but like, what are the chances that all three of those guys finish as the number one at their respective positions next year? Like that is like a zero percent chance. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to take the risk and move Christian McCaffrey down. If you, if you don't draft him and he goes off and you had the number one overall pick, that's a small percentage of the population. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean, uh, it's not It's not yeah. out of the realm of possibility. It's not like you're dropping him all the way down. Like, if you draft him one, I have no qualms with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the number two uh, ECR guy <clears throat> is uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, where do you have him ranked? I have him number two. Okay, well. so you're with the... Same- you're with the consensus, same tier. Yeah, uh, these are the same two guys last year at number one and number two for yep. most most leagues. Um, so it's not surprising to me that Barkley is two. Um, I think after last season, I kind of expected a little bit of a downturn uh, in terms. Yeah. of he was still an RB one when he was playing, but um, he had some he had some games where he struggled after if that injury. If he didn't finish the last few games off as well as he did. I think we'd be talking about him at like the four or five spot. Yeah. So for me, I have, I have Barkley one and I just think Barkley is an absurd talent. Um, and there's like, who's behind him. You know what I mean? No one. You can, you can ask the same question with Christian Wayne Coleman. Uh, I remember that train last (laughs) year. That was ridiculous. But, uh, Christian McCaffrey, 
um, has that same situation where no one really is behind him. And I don't expect, see, I expect Carolina to go out and get another running back because that's how Matt rule runs his system. And we got to get through the draft before we make any quantitative decisions on what we think the Carolina Panthers are like. If they draft a running back in the second or third round, I can guarantee you Christian McCaffrey might fall a couple spots just because people are going to be like, well, why did they do that? Um, but for Barkley, there's no expectation for me that the that the the Giants are going to waste another another high draft pick on a running back. Um, they didn't bring anyone in in free agency, so this is the guy. And I think mm-hmm. if Barkley plays a whole season, he's so talented that there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be in the top three again um, this season. Plus, he's coming off a, a, a I guess you could say a down year. Um, so I, I the efficiency's there the the snap totals are there. Like you don't really, I'm not really concerned about Barkley. If anybody's yeah. concerned about Barkley, just go watch film from 2018. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not concerned about Barkley. Matter of fact, I mean, I want to draft Barkley this year. He's coming off the angle injury. I yeah. think there's a chance in some drafts, people aren't going to take, they might've been burned by him last year. They're not mm-hmm. going to take him number one or number two, and he could follow you at three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love that spot for Barkley because I think, He's going to be fantastic this year, especially with a full seat. I mean, I, I'm excited about the Giants' offense. Yeah, honest. I don't know how good the Giants' team is going to be, mm-hmm. but the Giants' offense with a full year of Daniel Jones, uh, the weapons that they have, Evan Ingram coming back, and yeah. now defenses aren't going to be so focused on Barkley because of that. And uh, right. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Um, I think good things are in store for uh, Saquon. The biggest thing that I think is uh, ridiculous about Saquon Barkley is that, and you could say the same about Christian McCaffrey, which is probably why these guys are going to finish both in the top three, is that regardless of right. how their team plays offensively, they're still ridiculously good. Like Christian McCaffrey, yeah. what, did the, what did the Carolina win? Like five games? They, they won like six, five or six games. Yeah, I think so. And like their offense was not good. Like they had a backup quarterback playing for a majority of the season. They switched quarterbacks like once or twice. And uh, Christian McCaffrey was still like insanely good. He was, yeah. And, and uh, Barkley, Barkley is, is insanely good, even though the, the yeah. Giants have sucked. So, and I mean, two years ago when Barkley had that insane season as a rookie, yeah. they they were arguably the worst offense <laughs> in the league, and he still had that good of a year. So uh, to your point <laughs> of of that offense slightly improving, um, they, got good, they got good pieces, and, and if it all works together pretty well, then Barkley's going to be uh, a pretty good asset for the giants. Uh, they do have a coaching change and, um, the assistant head coach is, is that what you want to call Jason Garrett? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Coach, I don't know. That's pretty much what he is. Uh, he had, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and he loved to give the ball to Zeke and he loved to throw the ball to Zeke. So if that's anything, uh, indicative of what we're going to see from Barkley, um, it's good things. Um, so anyway, uh, let's move on to the number three guy consensus, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this is fair. Every year he's three, every year he ends up the second, (laughs) third, fourth pick in the draft. Um, it's because of his insane consistency. He's one of the most consistent running backs. I think I've ever seen in fantasy. Um, over the course, I'm not just talking about over the course of one season. I'm talking about over the course of like five seasons, like, Every single week, he's good. There's not a week where he just completely busts unless they're getting blown out in a game and can't run the football anymore. Um, he has a high floor, low ceiling. Uh, I mean, a high ceiling, low floor. Am I saying that right? A high floor and a high ceiling. 
Uh, he's got a high yeah, floor and a high ceiling. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he's, he's just a fantastic running back overall. I'm putting him for only because you have the Pollard effect. You have a new head coach, a guy who has in the past gone with RBBCs and leaned towards them. You have two talented running backs on your team. Zeke's still going to get 250 to 300 touches next year, but I'm a little more concerned than I have been in the past on drafting Zeke just because if they go into the direction of more towards an RBBC where they take a lot of the snaps away from Zeke because they want to keep him healthy or whatever it is, right? Um, it's going to it's yeah. gonna hurt Zeke's week-to-week fantasy value. And um, I think that people are going to draft him this year, and if they do start pulling back on Zeke uh, in, in the regular season, then you're going to start to see maybe a little bit of a, um, a downturn for Zeke. Zeke's my guy. I would draft him in fantasy every day, but um, I I have to put him four on this list just because the the uncertainty with the head coach. Yeah, again, I get your point. I have a number three. I hate that my list, especially the top few, are uh, the same as the. <laughs> Don't worry, you change. I hate doing that. It does. It, oh, it does change, especially with different positions and later on this list. But um, now I have Zeke three because for what you were saying before that like yeah. his consistency and i think even with the new head coach uh mike mccarthy has never had a running back like zeke right and uh let's not forget too zeke would have had a much better season i mean he fair you know this better than anyone because he was on your team yeah he would have had a better season if they used him more in the red zone and who knows maybe mike mccarthy does that yeah um very true also the next guy in this list i don't know if you want me to just say him now yeah go ahead uh it's dalvin cook who you, I believe, have three, and I have four. And the reason why I have Cook, I have Zeke ahead of Cook, or I have Zeke number three, I should say, right. is more about Cook than it is about Zeke, because I just I'm so scared of Dalvin Cook and his injuries. <laughs> That's fair. And I don't I don't really think there's a clear cut guy behind Barkley and McCaffrey as those top yeah. two guys, but right. I think Zeke is the most consistent one. <clears throat> typically stays healthy, so that's why I have Zeke at number three. Yeah. Um- for me, I have Cook at. We'll we'll just meld the conversation together. Yeah. Um, I have Cook at at four, uh, at three. I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong list. Yeah. Um, I have Cook at three ahead of Zeke. I think it's just because of the way that that whole team runs their offensive system, the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings, and how much opportunity Dalvin Cook is going to get. I think there needs to be a factor in this whole conversation about injury. Right. Yes. McCaffrey, Barkley and um, Elliot really like Barkley with the exception of Barkley, who got hurt last year and missed six weeks. Um, like really those, those guys don't really get injured all that often, which is why they're up there in the top three. And then you got Dalvin Cook, who's a little bit more concerning. He spent the first yeah. two years of his career basically injured. Right. And now and he, last, last year played a full season. Extremely he, he, healthy. He played. He played. Well, here's a, he, he didn't play the full season. No, he I know he did. Yeah, never games. mind. You're right. And then <laughs> burned my fantasy season in the playoffs. Yeah, that's he very play. fair. He he um, kind of reminds me of Melvin Gordon. Um, the last yeah, couple he does. years, he's yeah, where that, he misses like almost automatic a couple games, um, which is why I just can't put him in the top three. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, if he does play, see, I think I think for me, situationally in Minnesota, I think if he does play a full season, I think he finishes ahead of Zeke. Like I, and that's just where I'm at, which is yeah. why I have them there. But I do, uh, 
I do think that I can kind of hold. I don't know. I, there's going to be a lot of swapping between Zeke and Cook for me this year, probably, um, just because of my love for Zeke, and <sighs> and like you said, the injury situation with Dalvin Cook. But I just think sure. Dalvin Cook is like he's money in that offense. He's really good. When yeah, I mean when he's going, he's going. Yeah. Um, there's just too many through the first six weeks of the season. He was he was clear by far oh, and away absolutely. the RB one in the league. Um, yeah. And then when he started to come down a little bit from his cloud nine performances, uh, McCaffrey kind of took that over. But I think for me, it was like I, Dalvin cook is just, he's very good. And I, you know, I love Dalvin cook. I think the system works out for him. Um, so I, I put him at three, but maybe, maybe the injury situation will, will start to change as we approach the summer. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, number five on the ECR is Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you go first. Uh, I have I'm not going to rant six. on Henry. I promise. So I have him one spot lower. Okay. Uh, we, I think mostly everybody who's ever listened to seconds of the show knows your feelings on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, I don't have him at five. That's a little too high for me. I do have him at six though. I, I think um, the reason I have him at six is just because the way the season finished last season for Tennessee and really how the yeah. whole season played out, but especially the way it finished, and how Henry emerged, I think they know that in order for them to win games, they have mm-hmm. to play good defense and just let Derrick Henry run the ball 20-plus times. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll do that. I don't know if he's got that top three ceiling, and I don't know yeah, him in the top can. five because of receiving. Yeah. Um, and stand, if this was a standard rankings, which is just half P, we do half PPR, but if it was standard, maybe he'd be in my top five. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd put him in the top five if it was, if it was yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, but... Because it's half PPR, I think he is limited with how many catches he's going to get. So that's why yeah. I have him at six, but he's still going to be an absolute workhorse. So I have him at nine. I agree with you with the workhorse takes, but here's the big thing with, with Derrick Henry um, is that he started to see a lot of his... He had a couple of really good games in the first half of the season. I think it was like yep. two or three 20-plus point games in half PPR. <laughs> Um, but the rest of the time he was very similar to Mark Ingram. And I, I don't hesitate to say that because I had Mark Ingram on my fantasy team and uh, Mark Ingram would do this thing where he'd score two touchdowns and get 80 yards and he would have a monster performance and everyone would be like, Oh my God, Mark Ingram's this great guy. And then he would have 70 yards rushing, which is still a good game for a running back. But in fantasy, that gives you, if you're not catching footballs, that gives you seven fantasy points, right? Right. So it's like in half PPR, you're getting burned at the running back position if you don't have a guy who can catch. So for me, I'm putting Derrick Henry uh, nine on my list. Um, it's funny because as I looked at, uh, at Fantasy Pros, you can uh, look at the ECR and you have the best and the worst rankings. And so far, the guys that I've ranked lower are in the worst category. Like Derrick Henry's worst ranking is nine. Oh, wow. Really? I don't know if that's me or not, but anyway, um, so <laughs> it might be Der- Derek Henry at number nine f- is at number nine for me because I see him as that low end RB one. Um, I don't think he can finish in the top five. I don't think that ceiling is there. I think that you're getting a consistent RB one low ends on a week to week basis, which is great. But here's, here's my question. If he is a top five pick at running back, are you, are you feeling good? with him as your RB one on your fantasy team? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's, yeah, I, I would, it, but obviously if you're not, if you're picking in the, if I'm picking in the top five, no, 
But if you don't have a top five pick, then yeah, I, I think he's fine. As oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. But for me, just talking about uh, my super team building. Oh, no, I, I would rather have another secondary running back. Sure. Yeah. So like, but for me, I see him as a guy that that will consistently be that RB2. Now, he had a great season last year. He had a great postseason. Um, but I think there is a for running backs in particular, there is a there's a window for success. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree with that. And I think that as soon as people figure out how to stop a 6'3", 240-pound running back, <laughs> good luck. But as soon as you figure out how to stop that, it's, it's easy. I think it's more right. of him just slowing down. Yeah. I don't right. know if it, like, because when Henry really wants to go, it's almost impossible to stop a, right. a guy that size. But if a guy that size is kind of not as strong in the mind yeah. anymore, and is kind of fatigued physically right. over time, then it will become much easier to stop him. He'll be able to get down a lot easier. Right. So I I think there's, for me, obviously, my concerns have uh, stood uh, into this year. Derrick Henry, I'm not as down on him as I was before. I would be very happy to draft him in the second round if I had the opportunity. Um, yeah. But I, if I'm if I'm in the top five, six of, of, of drafting, <gasps> You know, in the first round, I am probably staying away from Derrick Henry just because of, you know, the way they use him. He's a bowling Mm -hmm. ball. Now, he hasn't shown much injury problems in the past, but that could lead to the amount of the amount they use him could lead to injury. So that's a concern for me. I think the other part of the concern is 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 pass catching. Like I said uh, many times about Derrick Henry, he can't pass catch. And I don't care what people want to say. Oh, he catches one pass a game. Yeah, that's 16 total catches on a whole season. So <laughs> good yeah, luck with that. Catches like two catches a game. Yeah, I, I'm like, but it's just like you're not going to get. It's very Mark Ingram-esque where Ingram doesn't sure. score as many touchdowns. But it, it's also a question of does Tennessee's offense continue to play at the level that they did last year? If they do, Derrick Henry's going to be in the red zone a lot. And he might score 17 to 20 touchdowns again. I don't know. I think he was at 16 to 20. I can't remember how many touchdowns he scored. Don't quote me on anything, but um, yeah. but he's going to be in that category where he's going to score a lot of touchdowns, and that's what brings him up in fantasy, right? Is the touchdowns. So um, I think I think for me, I, I just I'm very concerned about Derrick Henry's lack of ability to pass catch. Um, so I'm I'm going to put him at nine just because I think he's a low end RB one next year. Uh, the next guy on our list is number six, Alvin Kamara. Yep. Kamara Kamara. I like Kamara at, I believe I put him at five. I have him at five as well. Yeah. So um, I think people are going to be fading a little bit on Alvin Kamara just because he had some injury problems last year. He had a disappointing year when he was on the field. Um, He was still incredible in certain moments, but he was not that third, fourth overall pick that you spent to get him. Some people took him as high as two. Right. So I thought about it, too, because I was so not in on McCaffrey last year (laughs) that I was going to take Alvin Kamara over Zeke. And then I took Zeke and uh, man, that would have been a horrible decision. (laughs) Now. If Kamara's on the field for a full season and Drew Brees is healthy and not having a broken thumb, I think Alvin Kamara is is Alvin Kamara. Like yeah. he's one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL. He is uh, I I want to say he's poor man's Christian McCaffrey almost. You know what I mean? But just with the amount that he gets the ball get the amount he gets targeted through the air and the amount of carries he gets on the ground, he's going to touch the ball a lot. Um 
he gets a lot of opportunity in the red zone. There's no secondary running back there to kind of take over the job. You know what I mean? Or, or not take over the job from Kamara, but steal reps from him. So I think, I think for right. Kamara, he's got to be number five on this list. In fact, I would be very, very happy if I was a top six or seven team and I was able to lock Kamara up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think people are definitely down at Kamara and, uh, for re- for good reason he didn't have right. a great season last year it was very good but not great like you were saying um it's interesting looking at his numbers here you look at 2017 his rookie season yeah he had uh eight touchdowns 81 catches right and yep. 728 yards in the ground right good season the t- 2018 is big year when he was the top five running back he had 14 touchdowns on the ground and 81 receptions. I think the biggest difference last year, he had he's had 81 receptions in every year of his career. Yeah. The difference between the last and his yards are all pretty similar within 100 yards of each other. Right. The biggest difference last year, he had five rushing touchdowns. Dang. In 2018, he had 14. I mean, that's a nine touchdown so difference. That's the, a the, lot of fans. When I was talking originally, I don't know if I ever put it on this podcast. <laughs> But when I was originally trying to decide last year with my number two overall overall pick in our league, uh, what to do with uh, what to do with Alvin Kamara or Zeke, I was sitting there going, "Okay, Zeke has the higher ceiling, despite you know not he doesn't get into the end zone as much as Kamara does, but Kamara is not a he he gets a lot of yardage through the air and he gets a lot of yardage on the ground, so that's there, but he's capped by his you know." opportunities to score and if he doesn't score you know whereas zeke is always a top three top four back even though he doesn't score a lot alvin kamara was a top three top four back because he scored a lot so it's a kind of a catch 21 there where you're sitting there going okay i was nervous about alvin kamara having a little bit of regression in the touchdown category and he did if he gets back like you said if he gets back to that total touchdown wise he's he's a top four running back his total touchdowns too is he had he had 19 touchdowns total in 2018 you know how many he had last year was it like seven or eight it's six. Oh my gosh so that's a huge if he just gets like 13 touchdowns next year so it's not even 2018 but he gets 13 he's probably like he's yeah. probably number five he's number five or number four among running backs yeah see. um the next guy on our list is aaron jones i have him ranked 10 behind derrick so, henry Never mind. Um, I want to put him lower desperately. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to be I, fully honest with there's you. There's so many guys that I have between like 10 and like 14. That you would just shuffle. That I want to move up. Yeah. And I have Aaron Jones nine and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So I have Jones 10 just because his entire season last year was predicated on the fact that he scored an absurd amount of touchdowns. Yeah. He had, I believe it was 20 all purpose touchdowns. His 16 rushing touchdowns. I, that sounds about right. Uh, I just want to pull up the numbers. Hold on. He might've had more. He had, uh, he had more. 2019. He had 16 rushing touchdowns. Oh no, he had and 19. Three receiving touchdowns. So yeah, man, oh man, that's same absurd like yeah. 19 touchdowns anybody who gets this is todd Gurley was the same way todd Gurley would get 22 touchdowns in the season and just automatically be the rb1 yeah and it's just it's because he scored 22 touchdowns it's, like it's kamara insane. in 2018 as well right so you're seeing this aaron jones like what did he finish in the top three through 16 weeks i, th- uh, I believe it was top three yeah with him finishing, finishing that high right 
and scoring that many touchdowns, I'm almost positive that he is going to regress in the touchdown category. And with the amount that the Green Bay Packers use Jamal Williams, they're they're definitely an RBBC. So you're going to be capped touch wise. You know what I mean? So for sure. Aaron Jones, like I feel like there's going to be this wave of people that draft him in the first round and then next year don't get the same production and sit there and go, why did I draft Aaron Jones this high? Mm, yeah, no, I think just like how we were just talking about Kamara, I, I see a lot of similarities with Aaron Jones from 2018 to this to 2019 for Jones for 2019 to 20. Um, because Jones, again, 19 touchdowns. Kamara in 2018 had 19 touchdowns total. The next season, he had six. That's a huge regression, and it backfired on a lot of people. I can see something similar happening to Aaron Jones where people are going to expect the 19 to 20 touchdown season, and he ends up with like seven or eight, and people are going to be like, what? Right. And he ends up finishing as like a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 because of it. Yeah. Go ahead. I like Jones. I do. I think they use him a lot. Um, at least last season, they used him more than the most in his whole career by a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. He's also the first two years of his career. He was not healthy. He missed four games in each of his first two seasons. Right. Last year, he played a full 16. Uh, I don't know if that, there's just so many red flags in Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think he's, he's going to be a guy that burns people. I think they're going to be Absolutely. in love with him and then he's going to just kill people. Um, Let's move on to the next guy. We have uh, Joe Mixon. Now, this is a hard one because Mixon was brutally bad in the first half of the season to the point where some fantasy teams were thinking about some teams might have just dropped him, but they thought about dropping him. They I had I had the team. The owner of him loved him in the second half of the year, but the first half they were selling, selling, selling. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, I don't know if I want Joe Mixon because he kind of concerns me. Through weeks ten through sixteen, though, he was the RB six. He was getting a lot of touches through that span. Um, Yeah. He's Joe Mixon. He's a very good running back. He had a really good season last year. I think I think through weeks eight through 16, he was like the, the running back nine and a half PPR. So for me, the way I look at Joe Mixon is it's, it's hard to rank him this high, but I have to put him. I have to put him six on my board. And the reason why is the, the, the it's the Joe Burrow effect. Yeah. It's the fact that that, be a big- that offense with, John Ross with uh, Tyler Boyd with AJ Green. AJ Green with a, a hopefully an improved offensive line and then Joe Burrow. It's just going to make like you remember when Patrick Mahomes and uh, Kareem Hunt were on the same team. Yeah. If if you know, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes, but if if Joe Burrow turns out to be this legit quarterback that everyone thinks he's going to be. Uh, it's really going to be a positive impact in that offense. And I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off Joe Mixon. If that's the case, sure. Mixon, I talked about it last year and I didn't want to throw him into that conversation. I'm a little more comfortable doing it this year. Don't know why, but Joe Mixon, like what, what's the name of their head coach? The Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. Thank you. Zach Taylor came from the Sean McVay system. Sean McVay utilized uh, Todd Gurley yeah, a lot. Absolutely, yeah. Joe Mixon is 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 basically um, Zach Taylor's Todd Gurley, right? So 
I think I think for me, if they give Joe Mixon a lot of touches, a lot of work, he's going to get carries in the red zone. It's gonna it's gonna be a positive impact on, for him. I think there's a high ceiling for him. I think he could finish in the top five this year. I have him at six because I don't want to push him up into that conversation yet. But he's yeah. going to be a great second or third round pick. Uh, I have Mixon seven, and I if pretty he much ends up being that, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think that, and I don't even know if like we you've come around on Joe Burrow, and I, I've liked Joe Burrow for a while. But yeah, even if Joe Burrow is not good, I think it, at least it's going to take the like you said the attention off of Joe Mixon for a little. And I think while. yeah, for at least a little while. Uh, Enough weeks for think, you to sell high. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I don't think he's gonna. I got. I think he'll be decent. Yeah. And that's an upgrade from what they had last year. And not to mention, uh, I think what the Bengals did at the end of last year, they figured something out with Joe Mixon, and that's yeah. just to give him the ball and go hard up the middle because their offensive line was not good enough to run to the outside. Yeah. Uh, and Mixon, they were able to do that, and it made huge differences. Mixon was almost a top five running back last year, as you said, through weeks ten through sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's pretty much going to be like that for the full season. Which is why I have him number seven, just right out the top five. Yeah, um, number nine on the ECR is Nick Chubb. I have him seven, and you have him eight. Okay, so we're we're not too far off on those two. No, um, I think the ECR is a little bit lower on him than we are. I think I think they're taking too much into consideration, Kareem Hunt. Um, I don't think that he's going to have that much of an effect. Um, I think Chubb. He's so good. He's like really, oh, he's, really he's freaking a very good. good. Running back. Yeah. And um, wish and he was on the Patriots. He's been, yeah, he's been very good. Um, so for me, I think I think when you're talking about Nick Chubb, um, what he did last year, well, I think he was in the top six. I'm not sure. Don't quote uh, me on I, that. He was like six or seven, I think. So um, let me just I look for the sake of argument. Let me just pull it up. I can just yeah. do that. He was uh, he was number seven. So. Um, I think I think this spot number seven or number eight for you is not a bad spot for Nick Chubb. I think there's some room for improvement there, and I do think yes, Kareem Hunt may take some passing work away from him, but I think Chubb is just yeah. very good, and he doesn't he's not incapable in the passing game. No, I mean, so my I I probably have Chubb ahead of Mixon if it wasn't for Kareem Hunt. I'm not going to yeah. drop him a lot because of Kareem Hunt because I do agree with you. It doesn't make that much of a difference. He was still good last year when Kareem Hunt came back. Although it did take away a few of his targets, right. which is why I'm only dropping him one spot. Um, but he'll still be a little bit involved in the passing game. He's still going to get like 15 to 20 carries yeah. a game. Yeah, And he's a fantastic running back. And that offense, mm-hmm. by the way, I think people are sleeping on the Browns this year. They because they, the Browns burned everybody last year. Baker burned everybody last year. I, I love what the Browns did. They added two offensive linemen. Uh, they, they might they're going to draft a left tackle. Like that offensive line is completely different. Yeah, they have two good tight ends, two great receivers, two great running backs. Like they're a stacked team. Uh, yeah, and I think that's good things for Chubb, especially if they're winning in games. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, number eight on the EC. Uh, I'm sorry, number ten on the ECR is Josh Jacobs. Um, now we're getting a preliminary reports that Jacobs is going to be more involved in the passing game. He was a uh-huh. high end RB one, low end RB two last year, which is kind of where you would anticipate him being. Um, I don't know if he's 
ready yet to take I don't think that offense is good enough for Josh Jacobs yeah. to take a second year leap I think he's an RB1 I have him in my top 12 he is number 12 on my list I just don't know that I'm gonna trust John Gruden saying that they're gonna throw him the ball more so, you know what I mean yeah. I just no, don't no. know if I can do that I, I have him 12 as well in the exact same spot um, and I think I like Josh Jacobs and I do think he has the potential to be like a Zeke or a Dalvin Cook or yeah. Dalvin Kamara in that t- five to three range. Um, he's got a high ceiling. I just, like you said, I think he, the Raiders offense, I don't think they're ready. And yeah. I don't think, cause I don't think he can be like a Barkley or McCaffrey where he can just carry an offense, not right. carry an offense necessarily, but succeed even with a, be a top running back with a bad offense. Not that the Raiders are a bad offense, but they're not a great offense either. Uh, right. So I do think that kind of caps Josh Jacobs for now. Although he is somebody that has a very, very high ceiling, a higher ceiling than like Aaron Jones. Right. Or, he could be he could be an Aaron Jones like player next year. Yeah. Absolutely. A guy that gets Especially drafted late second, early third, um, that has a chance to break out. Especially if they do use him in the passing game, like right. they say they're going to, which again, I don't know if they will, but yeah. Um, number 11 on this list is Leonard Fournette. It's my guy, my dude. Yep. I have a number eight on my list. Where do you got him? I have him uh, 11 as well, actually. Consensus. Okay. So one spot ahead of Jacobs. So I have Fournette a little bit higher because I think, I, I don't know if their offense is going to get any better. You can't quote me on that. I, I like Minshew. Um, we'll see if he takes a leap in his second year. Uh, but I, I think the amount that they get Fournette involved in that offense is just absurd. It's if you watched him last year, the the difference between Fournette being a top, what was it? I think, hold on, let me pull up the numbers uh, from being a top. Uh, he was number nine last year. So being a top 10 running back to being a top three running back was touchdowns. And that was about it. Like yeah. through 16 games, Aaron Jones had 275 fantasy points. Leonard Fournette had 221, right? If he scored seven more touchdowns last year, which you would say, oh my God, that's a lot. But if he scored seven more touchdowns last year, he would have jumped up in the conversation all the way up till three, maybe even two ahead of Dalvin Cook. And uh, his problem was just getting into the end zone. It was, they. I saw, I watched the Jags all year last year because I had them. And it was the Jaguars handing Leonard Fournette the ball in the red zone and their offensive line not holding up enough for him to get one freaking yard three straight times, multiple occasions. I witnessed that. And so it's like Fournette just couldn't get into the end zone. He couldn't buy a freaking touchdown. And I was waiting for that breakout, like touchdown stretch that he was going to get. It just never came. And, yeah. uh, and for me, I think, I think people are fading on Leonard Fournette a lot. I think the amount he gets targeted in the passing game, which is like, I think an average of six times a game, which is absurd for a running back. Um, he's going to get targeted a lot in the passing game. He's going to get given the ball on the ground every single time. There's not a secondary guy besides, I can't remember what his name is. Ryqual Armstead. So it's like Fournette's the guy like, yeah. Either he's that guy or he's not. Injury concerns are obviously there. He's had problems with injuries in the past. If he plays a full 16, 17 games, um, sorry, 17 games, I'm already in 2021. Um, if he plays a full 16 game season this year, I think he's an RB1. And honest to God, I think he could finish as a top five running back. I'm surprised he didn't this year just because of the way he well, performed. So the problem is, I think Leonard Fournette's similar to Josh Jacobs where he, right. he needs a, the offense around him is just not up to par. And I don't think yeah. they really got much better. Uh, you can make the argument Tyler Eifert 
but like, yeah. he, I don't think he changes it. He doesn't really move the needle. You don't There's like second year DJ Chark? No, I mean, it's bet. I think, I think it's slightly better. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I think like putting Fournette 11 to me is not like that awful because I do think after like, after probably Kamara at five, right. I think there is a, or Dalvin Cook at four. Like there's a lot of guys that like could be low end RB ones, mid range RB ones, high end RB twos. Like they're all kind of in the similar boat. Right. Um, for me, Fournette, like I, I do like him, but I just don't see the touchdowns getting. Like I think he'll get a few, maybe one or two more touchdowns, but I don't see it. Right. Taking a drastic change. There's also a lot of rumors of him getting traded. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I'm aware. Do, yeah, there, I I've seen like he's in his contract here. Yeah, like I mean, if you just look up Leonard Fournette on Google, the first three, the first few things that comes up is Buccaneers are interested. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> the Redskins. I don't know why the Redskins want every running back in existence. Uh, I wouldn't mind that either, uh, considering what Christian McCaffrey looked like. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, I, the so, the Redskins um, blow, but I think I would like him. A ton, like if he was in Tampa, I mean, he might be top. He might go jump up to like fifth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, with Jacksonville, to me, it's just like he he is the workhorse, and he is the only guy there. Yeah. But there, there's just a ceiling for that offense. For so uh, Leonard Fournette right now is at uh, two oh four in twelve team leagues. Um, so he probably drops, I think, to the middle of the second round or back end of the second round in a ten team. Yeah. Um, but Fournette, I yeah, I think. I think 204 is a little bit high for me. I was kind of hoping he'd be a third-round guy. Back-to-back um, -back years. Yeah. But anyway, I think I think for me, eight is safe. I think I like the high ceiling, and that's kind of why I'm I'm ranking him a little bit higher, you know. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I do, like you, like you brought up, situation matters. And I think... Uh, he probably jumps up into that top six or seven if he goes to the Bucks or maybe even five. I don't know if people rank would, him that high. I'd, I'd probably put him like five or six. Um, even even Washington, I don't know how effective the offense. They're not any better or worse off than what the Jags are right now offensively. Yeah. So I mean, it, um, it's Washington it's a little bit worse, but his situation won't change that much. And if he gets mm. the work, um, it's a cluster. It's a cluster in Washington. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so. Uh, that's Leonard Fournette. Let's move on to the number 12 guy, and then we'll throw one more guy in there really quickly. Just to, We'll probably talk about him on the next show more uh, in depth. But anyway, we'll talk about uh, Austin Eckler here. Now, you got Eckler ranked where? 13. So I have him outside the top 12. I have Eckler ranked 11. Um, so, and the guy you have ranked in the top 12 at number Miles 10 Sanders. is Miles Sanders. So yeah. you're, you're hyping him up. We'll spend like two I'm, seconds on him. I'm on the train hardcore with Sanders. Um, so let me just explain why. Go ahead. Uh, for me, Miles Sanders, we talked about him on our other show yeah. not too long ago. Uh, there is no other running back on that team right now. It is Miles Sanders' team. They let Jordan Howard go. Yep. They're focusing on miles sanders yep uh they didn't add a lot of weapons i think they the plan for philly is to just give miles sanders, <laughs> miles sanders is at 402 right now Let him be, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh don't tell me that more uh, one one position one draft position ahead of david montgomery by the way i might have to leave my quarantine bunker and oh go God, run outside dude. and run a few miles that's crazy uh, i i'm very listen to this Sanders, fourth I, round 
Kerryon Johnson, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, James Conner, Devin Singletary. Oof. That's a good fourth round. Those guys are going to be third round picks. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I mean, yeah, man, I, I, I really want Miles Sanders on my team, and I would yeah. take Devin Singletary, too, in the fourth round. Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, and I just, I think they're going to use him a lot. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. I just, I just really like the situation that he's in right now. I, if you remember when Jordan Howard was out, yeah. he was fantastic. I believe I have uh, uh, Miles Sanders 13. For, no, I might have him 15. I, I, to be honest with you, I'll probably move him up my board a lot this offseason. Um, there's just a lot of guys I like ahead of him. Mm. We saw what Eckler was for Los Angeles last year. Yeah. Um, I think there can be concerns considering that they didn't pick up a, a quarterback that they're just going to go with Tyrod Taylor at this point, which is <laughs> gross, but, um, and their offense is probably going to be a little bit worse off this year than they've been in the past. But I think what Austin Eckler showed this year, even in a not great offense was very good. And so I think, I think what was he, what was he a top three, four running back? through the course of the first half of the season. There are going to be a lot of guys that hype yeah. them up. So I have Eckler 11. You have Eckler, what, 13? Mm-hmm. And I'll probably move Miles Sanders up, maybe even ahead of Eckler. But as of right now, I have him there. Um, is there any other thoughts that you want to... We'll talk about Eckler probably more. Yeah, I just... Later. For Eckler, I, I, he might move up on my board. I'm just... Honestly, I'm kind of scared that they're going <laughs> to add somebody else. There, there, there was talks before Melvin Gordon signed with... The yeah. Broncos that they were going to bring him back as well as sign Austin Eckler to that big deal. So I don't know if they still, even though they did right. sign Austin Eckler, I don't know if they're 100% convinced he could be a workhorse. Like they might add somebody just like even, even someone minor, yeah. which it would is the only reason he's not like in my top 10 or yeah. 11 for you. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's not like I, a I'll probably concern, move Eckler but, down a little bit. I'm a little bullish on Eckler right now. Don't know why. But um, anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, I'm going to go make some burrito bowls because there's nothing to do besides eat, sleep, and watch television during quarantine. Yeah. Don't forget- I'm going to go um, work on my underground tunnels. So. We'll, we'll talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.